In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and this series is in cooperation with Cinda Virtual, which brings you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. Now, you can learn more about Cinda on www.cinda.org, but we don't only bring you thought leaders from around the world. We also have listeners from all over the world. So, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to the series, let me tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transitions, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leaderships we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence, digital transitions, and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance and business values and ethics that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please listen to us live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. specific time. And if you miss us live, don't worry about it because we're on every major podcast platform from Apple to Google to Stitcher to Spotify. Just put in Leadership Beyond Borders and you'll find us on one of these platforms. Now, I also invite you to connect with me. Please send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or go to the website leadershipbeyondborders.net. And, you know, tell me what you want to hear about on this series. Now, if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. Now, on to today's episode, the last episode of the year 2022. And it's been a long year and we've had some great experience, some, and we've seen a lot of life changing things. Um, Some of them worldwide were fantastic, such as the emergence of the flexible hybrid workplace. You know, 5G went mainstream. NASA really pumped up its program for the first time in 50 years. And we celebrated 50 years of pride. And there were some local fun stuff going on, too, like the Elizabeth Line opened in London. But with the good also comes the bad and comes the challenges. The bad, of course, was the attack on democracy as the Russians invaded the Ukraine. And the challenges for some businesses were the lack of employees or workforce after the pandemic that made them struggle a little bit before getting back on their feet and growing profitably. And today we're going to talk about how to be profitable in 2023. And what are the wins and challenges that SMEs can do? What can they do to try to build their businesses in the upcoming year? And we're talking with an expert on this subject. Our guest today is Jeff Tomlin, and he's Vendasta's chief marketing officer and co-founder. And Vendasta is a company whose core purpose is to drive local economies by democratizing the technology for small and medium businesses, SMBs. They accomplish this by providing a robust platform to local experts around the world and their channel partners. Partners use Vendesta's technology to sell, build, fulfill, and deliver digital solutions to their small and medium business clients. And it's an end-to-end platform and marketplace that's tightly integrated into an operating system that delivers to SMBs and provides a single sign-on to their digital products and analytics. Jeff himself has been with the company since its first day in 2008, and he provides strategy and direction to the teams, driving a awareness and demand for Vendasta's platform. Prior to co-founding Vendasta, Jeff was the VP of Strategy and Business Development at Point2, where he helped grow a real estate platform from ground to a power with over 165,000 agents in 85 countries. So, Jeff, welcome to the show. We've had you on the show before, and you're going to give us some new insights today. So, welcome back. Hey, Kimberly, it's great to chat with you, and I'm honored to be speaking to a world record holder. 
thanks. Okay. If you, if you haven't, you should you should share the insights with the audience. Uh, <laughs> not right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're here to talk about you right now. So. <laughs> I know. I am a world record holder and getting everything lost. So, so. so uh, that been difficult for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I, yeah. But so, Jeff, just um, just a little bit. I, I kind of gave a quick introduction on Vendasta, but um, you know, you're a co, you're a co-founder. You want to say a couple words about it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, thanks for the very nice introduction, and uh, you you said a lot about our company. But um, in in a short form of it, you know, we we have a, this marketplace of tools for small businesses to to grow and operate their business, and uh, those those tools are sold exclusively through our our network of channel partners and experts. Uh, and uh, so we have, we have two masters. We we have the the solutions for the small business, and uh, we have this whole suite and the platform for our channel partners to help sell uh, solutions more effectively to small businesses and to help scale their business in serving small businesses more efficiently. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is our charge, and we've been doing it since about two thousand and eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, so you've been working in 2008, and you know today we want to talk about you know how to help people grow profitability and how to grow business in, in the upcoming year. But to take a, let's take a little backwards for a minute, okay? Um, you know the pandemic hit, and um, you know we're talking about profitability today. But when it hit, what do you think? your channel partners and your SMEs were thinking about at that time. Yeah, it was, it was crazy when you look back on it, uh, how, uh, you know, the shift happened, you know, for a lot of people, especially uh, a lot of SMEs, it was, it was a really challenging time through throughout the beginning of COVID and then all the way through. And there were some segments that really, really suffered. And then there, there was this, you know, these other segments that just had this incredible boom, mm-hmm. um, you know, throughout the pandemic, you know, if you were selling recreational vehicles or if you're selling hot tubs or home renovations, um, your, your, your business just blew up. Um, and so, you know, there's a shift at the, at the beginning, everyone was um, busy making the shift to, to, you know, working with their customers in an online and remote fashion. And, and, and then quickly, you know, for, for some market segments, they, they shifted in, into growth mode and uh, they were only held back by supply chain issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that was a big issue. So, I mean, we, we saw this, you're right. You couldn't get a carpenter or anybody during the pandemic at all, but then you're, you're right. Some industries were, were hit hard. When, when did you think that, you know, especially small and medium business really started to get back on their feet? Okay. Was it 2021 or, you know, are they still trying to get there? You know, I, I, I we saw things really open up this past year, and uh, um, you know, it was, you know, for the at the beginning of the pandemic, it was sort of the this the six month time frame where everyone was shifting and 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 adopting new technologies and adopting just new approaches to their business. Um, you know, so many restaurants shifted to. Um, you know, online ordering and takeout businesses and uh, uh, other local businesses started doing things like curbside pickup. And and uh, it, it, it took a little while for them to shift. It was amazing how fast it happened. And then, uh, you know, we, we, we settled into this, the ebbs and flows of the pandemic as we went through shutdowns and openings and shutdowns. Mm. Um, but we really saw things come back, uh, you know, this past year. Um, and then, you know, throughout the year, another another roller coaster as, you know, we, we started to, you know, settle into this sort of recessionary period as we battle inflation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough. We come out of one thing and go into another. But, you know, you're talking about how the SMBs um, shifted and, you know, they, they, you know, curbside pickup restaurants and stuff. But consumers really shifted their behavior, too. OK, um, so, you know, it's kind of like the chicken or the egg type thing. Um, you know, we were all had to shift our behavior in the pandemic. But um what kind of consumer changes? Because you deal with partners, you deal with SMBs, um, and you have a good pulse on the consumer environment. What are the shifts you see from consumers today? 
Yeah. So it, obviously one of the things that buying habits changed as well as, you know, just, you know, information gathering, you know, people became more accustomed to, people were already buying a lot online, but it became more convenient as, you know, because consumers were home as well um, through, through all this time. And, and so more people got more comfortable with buying things online rather than, you know, um, out, out, of, out of necessity. And, um, you know, over, you know, people were, especially they were buying more things as we went through the pandemic in certain categories. Like you think about, you know, all the people that were doing home renovations, people invested in things like that. Um, and, you know, as we're, we're coming out of that period now, and then now we're going into a period where, where you know, interest rates are going up and, and we're battling inflation, pe- the consumers are really starting to peel back their, you know, their spending habits toward, you know, the end of 2022. And that's one thing that we're seeing. And then the other thing in, in, in shopping habits and the way people find information, um, it became more of an omni-channel experience. People are, mm-hmm. you know, more of their information on you know channels like TikTok and mm-hmm. uh, and, and social channels, and so the, the the channels that people get their information from really diversified. I, fi- I find through throughout the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you know just to, just on the, this consumer behavior, quick. I just saw I was watching um, a TV report on the news the other day that says actually consumers are are spending the same amount of money but on less things so now that kind of makes sense with when you think of inflation so um you know so how i mean how did this affect the smbs okay i mean you know a small mom pop shop you know they have to they're changing their business model we're going to talk about that in a minute but do you think they actually um understood this shift i mean they saw it themselves and their customers and and you know how did how did your channel partners help the SMBs understand this shift? Yeah, I I think what the the shift that was clearly understood was the the shift to online, um, mm-hmm. and uh, so you know whether whether we're service based businesses, uh, you know in the financial sector, and you you had to you couldn't have people into your offices anymore. We had to meet online uh, with your customers or whether it was home-based businesses or local shopping, um, people had to buy and transact with you online. I think that shift was really well understood and um, a lot of businesses rapidly adopted or rap- rapidly shifted and adopted technologies to help them um, either interact face-to-face with their customers or allow them to, 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 to purchase online. I think one of the things that... Um, maybe lagged a little bit is an understanding of where they were finding new customers and sort of this omni-channel experience that I was uh, mm-hmm. chatting about. And uh, so that's something that I, I think a lot of people are adopting to now. Um, and what that what that means is that um, online presence is, is more complicated now and mm-hmm. be more diversified and you have to experiment more with other channels to find out where your customers are uh, getting their information from now mm-hmm. and and how they were fi- are finding you and so that landscape is becoming more complex and it's coming it's more and more important for a local business to understand how do I how do I build a, a complete online presence and uh, how are, are people finding me today? Mm-hmm. And and we're going to talk about that. We're going to take a short break. And I want to talk about what kind of technologies, you know, they adopted during this period. And and, and how can um, SMBs really navigate through this complexity of um, online presence? And so we're going to talk about that after the break, Jeff. And for our listeners, our guest today is Jeff Tomlin. And he's Vendesta's chief marketing officer and co-founder. And... Uh, Vendesta has a core purpose of driving local economies through technology for small and medium businesses. They accomplish this by providing a robust platform to local experts around the world and their channel 
partners. And Jeff has been with the company since his first day. As co-founder, Jeff provides strategy direction to the teams, driving awareness and demand for Vendesta's platform. And if you'd like to learn more about Vendesta, Vendesta is on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn under Vendesta and, of course, under www.vendesta.com. And if you'd like to reach out to Jeff, then you can reach out to him on LinkedIn under J Tomlin. And Jeff is on Twitter under J Tomlin. And you can also find Vendesta on YouTube. So look them up. And this broadcast is being brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. And they hold virtual trainings, do conferences, market research, legislative papers focused on digital. And their next conference is going to be on May 22nd to 24th in Berlin, Germany. Uh, and so if you'd like to learn more about Cinda, please go to www.cinda.org. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Not enough women are talking about money. Lisa Chastain is aiming to change that. If you are feeling uncertain with your financial decisions, join us on Real Money, Mondays at 10 a.m. on the Voice America Business Channel, where you will learn how to become more capable with your financial choices. Listen in and hear stories from other women on how they tackled their financial challenges. You will learn from leading industry experts all the tips, tricks, and advice that you need to establish financial confidence and freedom. Listen in Mondays on Real Money with Lisa Chastain. Small businesses are in trouble, and it didn't just start with COVID-19. From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back. Tune in to Business Buzz and Business Watch. It's two shows in one, hosted by Frank Hellring. We'll help your small business bounce back with best practices, guest experts, and resources that you can use to strengthen your small business. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, and welcome to our last series, last broadcast for this year, 2022. And what we're doing today is we're talking with Jeff Tomlin. He's Vendessa's chief marketing officer and co-founder. And Vendessa drives local economies through a technology for small and medium business-sized business, businesses, and they accomplish this through a platform that they provide to local experts around the world and their channel partners. So they have a really good pulse on what's you know going on today um, in the market all over the world with small and medium businesses. And we're, we're, we've just in the first segment, Jeff and I kind of reflected a little bit on um, you know uh, two years ago what kind of happened in the transitions after the pandemic. Um, but we're kind of reflecting a little bit now of what's happening now. And 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 Jeff, two questions for you. Okay, um, before the break, you talked about adopting technologies. Okay, mm -hmm. and you know sometimes when I think about putting 
small and medium businesses in the same sentence as adopting technologies, you know, it's tough um, because they have to focus on their business rather than the technology. So what what kind of technologies did you see, you know, um, or are you seeing that the businesses are adapting? Yeah. Um, Yeah, good question. So there's a few different categories that are are really growing. Still, you know, people are are integrating technologies that uh, help them communicate online and and meet online. Those are are, are still growing. Um, And uh, um, e-commerce, e-commerce solutions are still growing, um, not as uh, as fast as right at the very beginning of the pandemic, but they're growing faster than they were uh, before the pandemic. And um, one of the biggest changes that we've seen is this willingness to engage. And so mm-hmm. businesses that are providing technology are finding it easier to have conversations with businesses now um, than it was before the pandemic. And so there's this there's this willingness to engage, um, which is increasing business for a lot of, um, of agencies, media companies that serve um, uh, the, the technology needs of local businesses. Um, and so those are a couple of areas and, and um, there, there's a, a few areas that are, uh, that we find are, are, are really growing and that's in the shift that some channel partners uh, are the way that they're thinking about serving local business. And um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a couple of insights. Mm-hmm. One of the, two of the biggest areas that small businesses um express areas of frustration with when they're working with a technology expert, an agency, or a media company, whether it relates to their marketing and advertising or whether it relates to uh, technology, or in the areas of um, setting expectations and and in the area of communication. So 63% of SMEs feel like uh, when they're working with technology experts that the expectations are set properly. And and 48% of them say that there is a lack of communication when they're working with uh, with experts. And so um, these represent a couple of areas where there, there could be a lot of innovation in providing a better experience for small businesses. And those, that's a couple of areas because we're following the research that we're really focusing on in the, in the next little while. Mm-hmm. And, and when we're looking at that and you talk about the communication, um, do you do you think it's it's because I mean, technology companies and agencies, you know, they're there to help make the SMB's life easier, okay? And do you think it's that that we're not, you know, we we assume anybody in technologies assume, you know, we know how this works, we know how that works. Um, do you think it, it's it's the clarity and the or, or you know not the not clarifying the s you know the ROI or is it is it too complicated? Um, how can we improve that communication with them? Yeah, so um, this is one area that's really, really fascinating to us. Um, if you look at uh, digital marketing agencies or or a media enterprise that is providing uh, uh, marketing advertising services, um, the we communicate the same way we communicate with every, anyone else, just uh, you know on email. And there's a lot of email back and forth threads that happen, and stuff gets lost in email. Um, yeah. And so we we uh, we really think that this is a technology problem, um, and the expectations of an SME are the exact same as consumer expectations. Now we expect a different level of transparency um, when we purchase a service, and so I'll give you two uh, really good examples. Now, um, it's just table stakes. When I order uh, a cab now, I used to order a cab before, and I would never know how long it'd take to show up. But now mm-hmm. I order, I, I I order an Uber on my phone, and I track it on my phone, and I know exactly that they're four minutes away, and it's going to be a nice um, BMW that's pulling up to my house, and the guy's name is George, and mm-hmm. uh, and. And so there's a transparency in the ordering process and the buying process is easier than it ever was. I don't have to fumble around in my wallet. Similar when I order a pizza. Um, now, especially in, in North America, at Domino's, um, they have a pizza tracker. So uh, just like ordering an Uber, 
the pizza tracker shows me that I've ordered my pizza and the pizza is being made. And then it tells me when the pizza is going into the oven. They tell me when it's going into the box. They tell me when it hits the car. And I can track it all the way to my house instead mm-hmm. of sitting there wondering whether it's going to take 20 minutes for my pizza to arrive or whether it's going to take 60 minutes. Yeah. Um, there's a transparency. And the Domino's Pizza Tracker didn't exist for marketing agencies and for media enterprises. And so if so, we can adopt technology to help an SME understand when they've ordered a website for us or they've ordered a, uh, an advertising campaign from us, we can show them that, hey, um, we're developing the copy for your website right now. We are waiting for an input for you on this piece uh, of, of content. Um, we're looking for or we're waiting for your review of this uh, piece that was done. So we can tell them, hey, your pizza or your website's going into the oven. Hey, it's out in the car now. It's being delivered <laughs> to you. And, um, and, and so though that's just the natural evolution of what's happened to expectations people when they when they order something they accept they expect transparency they want to be in the loop and so we think as you know experts that are serving SMEs uh, we have to evolve the way that we think of serving them and Mm -hmm. uh, so that's you know one thing we've really been focused on here Mm -hmm. and you know in turn as you follow that down the down down the the chain um, the SMVs have to think about their consumer too and, um, you know, I'm thinking back to in 2020, uh, we did some interviews of with customers on, on what they were thinking. And I remember almost every customer said it was really interesting, the pandemic, that the, the customers didn't want to pick up the phone anymore. They wanted to use WhatsApp or whatever. But then when you look at the statistics, it's taken two years for the the SMBs to start to develop this technology, okay? So do you think that, you know, I think, isn't it kind of some of the responsibility of the agencies and technology companies to bring this to the forefront and explain to the SMEs where the the trends are going and how they can solve those problems? Um, Yeah. Go ahead, yep. Yeah, uh, 100%. And I I think, you know, a lot of the time, um, it's a it, it's a matter of how many services can I provide, and it's why uh, you know a lot of organizations now are are turning to, to adopting marketplaces to help them serve SMEs more because mm-hmm. there is a there's a greater variety of services at, and uh, uh, technologies that SMEs need, and they all need to speak to each other too. And so integrating different approaches to be able to 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 enable an SME to communicate with their customers better, to advertise and create seamless experiences and shopping experiences for the customers and to be found everywhere and making sure those presences all tie together. It's challenging work. Mm-hmm. It's something that can be simplified when, when you look at marketplaces that can tie all those different technologies together. And so you can spend more time working with your customer and, and solving these problems on how they, like what are their specific um, cu- uh, customers looking for where do they want to where do they want to communicate how do they want to communicate uh, solving those problems and being able and not having to think about how we tie the technology together mm-hmm. we can just go and find it and add it to uh, to a portfolio of solutions yeah. that uh, a great experience yeah. yeah I mean that that because you know on the other hand when you come back to the thing to you know, the, the SMBs have to do their job. And so it's really for the agencies and the channel partners to, to help make this more transparent for them and help them along. Which brings me to the other question, because we've been talking about technology, is the complexity of the omni-channels and marketing now, okay? Um, you know, you mentioned, you know, TikTok, which, which um, was originally just targeted at, you know, younger people, um, I saw an advertisement the other day that was targeting TikTok, was really targeting older SMB owners. And when you look at the SMB ownership, you still have a lot of baby boomers and Generation X out there. So, you know, how do we wave through this complexity of marketing options today? Yeah. So, it, uh, number one, it starts with experimentation and figuring out what you need. 
um, because you know, depending on what SME channel that you're in, or what or what market segment you're in, you know, your your customers are necessarily in different places, and so you have to experiment with different things, and mm-hmm. and you don't need to, you don't need to adopt a full technology solution to do a quick experiment, um, and so experimentation is one thing that that more SMEs need to do to find out where where their customers are shifting to, and uh, and what channels are are most efficient at marketing to their customers. And then, you know, the, the, the integration and integrating these things into, into our reporting and, and analytics and, um, and being able to f- figure out where's the most efficient place to spend my money. Um, that's where the, the, you know, the challenge comes in. And that's, you know, why I was referring specifically to what one solution is looking to marketplaces that can tie those things together. So you don't, they do the integration work. So you don't necessarily have to do, all of the work tying a you know a new channel uh, into all of your reporting and whatnot. You can just you can do a quick experiment and then you can uh, then uh, and then you can lay, uh, layer it in to your offer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so with all this going on, I'm just going to come back to to the shifts um, before we start talking about the future. Um, with all this going on in the ship, the biggest shift, of course, being to online and with the complexity of marketing and the new technology, um, how. What, how do SMBs really compete with the, the the big guys online? Okay, we see we see people like local. Okay, um, yeah. and uh, but you know there's always Amazon, and if you can't find something, go to Amazon. Okay, um, you know um, I, you know local businesses may be on Amazon, but you want to drive them to their 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 own local business. So how 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 come SMBs compete with these big guys? Yeah, so it's um, it almost it sounds easier than it is because um, it's not a big shift in what we've always had to do. Number number one, um, you know, successful SMBs are building their own audiences, mm-hmm. um, and you know, so that's part of building out your online presence. You do that in order to widen the audience that you have, mm-hmm. and you keep an audience by providing useful information that other people don't do that don't provide and so you know just like our technology experts an SME has to position themselves as a as a, uh, an expert or you know the best place to find you know whatever you're looking for and so that that comes down to providing useful information and so number one um, expand their 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 presence that is done just to to, to build your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, they're super serving their customers. And the ones that are successful are ones that provide amazing experiences. Um, you know, I, I received my, uh, you know, my orders super fast on Amazon. Um, but, you know, I don't have a, I don't have an amazing experience. And when I mm-hmm. buy a lot of, I, 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 I want to learn about, especially major purchases, right? I, uh, you know, I want to buy people, uh, buy from people that provide me some insights. And so really successful SMEs, after they're building an, a great audience, they're super serving their customers. And, um, and then, you know, the table stakes now, though, are, you know, you have to have reward and loyalty programs to, to, to keep people um, wanting to come back. So, and you have to make sure that it's really easy for people to transact with you. Because if you create friction for people to do business with you, they will default to the Amazons. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, you know, the table stake um, uh, technology, make it easy for people to communicate with you and transact and then build your own audiences and super serve them. And that's, you know, it seems like a simple formula, but that's, um, that's where the SMEs are winning today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I agree with you. I mean, so some of us use Amazon, but it's never like a fantastic experience. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, well, Jeff, we're gonna take a short break again, and um, and when we come back, I, I want to start to kind of look into the future and and talk about what you see, what kind of tools you see coming up in in. Um, in uh, 2023 and talk a little bit about, you know, um, your business and subscription-based businesses and, um, you know, how, you know, what do we think that 2023 is going to look like, both from the business model as well as um, how can we, you know, make the best out of it. So, for our listeners, we've been talking with Jeff Tomlin. He's Vendusta's chief marketing officer and co-founder and Vendusta 
provides a robust platform that drives local economies through technology for small and medium businesses. And if you want to learn more about Vendasta, please go to www.vendasta.com. And they're on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, as well as Twitter. And if you'd like to reach out to Jeff, he's on LinkedIn under Jay Tomlin. And he's also under Twitter on Jay Tomlin. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Say It Skillfully is my radio show about being who you are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. I'll help you find the right words to tackle any challenging conversation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, The more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. You'll learn how to achieve success on your terms and be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in your life. Check out sayitskillfully.com for practical resources, including my 90-second videos, real-life examples showing you how to speak up skillfully. I invite you to call in with your questions. Join me live every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. And no, I'm cheering for you. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insights from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, and get hired into the career you want and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we are speaking with Jeff Tomlin, and he's Vendessa's chief marketing officer and co-founder. And Vendessa has a robust platform that drives local economies by providing technology for small and medium businesses. Um, and they accomplish this through their local experts around the world and their channel partners. And um, we're just kind of talking about what, what's going on in the world today, I mean, especially in small and medium businesses. And um, we talked about what's currently happening and what a little bit of the history. And one, uh, you know, we talked about technology, Jeff. And one thing I want to touch on is um, as we're going into 2023, you know, we're, we're starting – I think there was a quote that 90% of all data has been generated in the last two years, okay? And when I hear that, I always think about AI and machine learning. And what kind of role do you think this is going to play in business and marketing in the future? Oh, my goodness. It, it's going to change everything. Um, it, it, it is incredible the the pace of innovation and and how mature some of the um, AI models are becoming and, and the machine learning models um, and it's getting easier and easier to use it mm-hmm. uh, it's going to simplify or it's going to help us scale the way that we communicate with our customers it's going to help us scale rote tasks um, it's going to help us scale the our our work to integrating technologies together doing things that were necessarily sort of complex to do it's going to simplify those um played around with some of the the ai tools that are out there right now and had them write something for you Mm -hmm. it's pretty incredible on uh you know 
what they come up with and the quality of the content that's being produced. Yeah. And so practically, practically, you know, when you think about a s- small business, you know, a lot of them write content uh, uh, for, for their for their blogs. A lot of them, um, you know, are constantly writing and testing new types of messaging in their ads. And a- AI can create lots of different variations of, of tests for ad copy and um, and rapidly do the A-B testing on those things. Mm-hmm. It's pretty incredible the impact that it, it's going to have on, on marketing over the next little while. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, uh, you know, you're working with channel partners and agencies and um, – you know, are they themselves also experimenting with some of these things as they come out? Yeah, 100%. And, um, you know, to their, how it's also helping, especially an agency that's serving a, a local business and has a lot of different clients, what AI can really do is help um, uh, minimize the amount of effort that it, it takes to do the rote tasks and, you uh, um, and and there you know there's a lot that just you know goes into into account management and uh, and the and the, the tracking of information and writing quick copy and and um, so it can accelerate a lot of things um, and uh, we see more and more agencies asking about it mm-hmm. that you know as a um, as a service provider we're taking you know a, a really hard look at how we can integrate the, the, these types of technologies into our offering for channel partners. Yeah, well, that sounds great. I mean, I, I think you know when you look at the innovation, the speed that happened over the last two years, I, I think 2023 is going to be pretty wonderful as far as that's concerned. And with that, I want to, I want to talk a little bit about you know SaaS models. Um, now, you know, SaaS is a powerful business model because it it can you know scale. You know, and um, so can you talk a little bit about that as it relates to your business and um, you know, kind of how you're working on, you know, with the SaaS is it subscription based? What are you doing with that, and how are you scaling this? Yeah, yeah. Re- recurring revenue is is the king, and uh, and generating recurring revenue is sort of core to to SaaS business models. Mm-hmm. Service businesses are difficult to scale because it requires human capital, and and, and you know you can only scale that so much mm-hmm. um also you know difficult to have you know super high margins um when you're providing you know uh, uh, services that require human interaction and, and human involvement and uh, other you know older models that were you know had really amazing gross margins like in in the advertising space are increasingly challenging because uh, the audiences now are spread over many many different mm-hmm. channels and so, you know, there's a compression of margins on those. And so um, we, we're seeing more and more service-based businesses turn to SaaS models and, and focus on gener- generating recurring revenue um, because it's, uh, it's a scalable, profitable way to, to, to build a business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, in these models, let, let's talk a little bit about, you know, the path to profitability. Okay. Um, you know, we, you're right. You know, these are reoccurring models and, and, um, you know, how, how do you get from A to B and um, what does this path look like as we move forward? Yeah. So there's an urgency right now with, with sort of the economic climate changing, um, to there, there's a few things that people really need to pay attention to, and so I'll, I'll, I wanted to talk a little bit about the path to profitability because it's coming up a lot in our business and in, in the business of a, a, a lot of our partners. As as we see a shift in the economic climate, just like we did at the beginning of the pandemic. One of the most important things a business has to do is understand how the needs of their ideal customer are changing. Mm-hmm. And um, inevitably, those needs do change. And so typically as a business, we've, we've, we should have a really clear idea and profile of what the ideal customer looks like for us. You know, we understand yeah. 
what we understand what their need is. We understand that, you know, obviously those customers, we should be able to serve them efficiently. Um, they should have, you know, urgency. They have a, a, an appropriate willingness to pay and a willingness to engage with us. Um, and those things change as economic climates change. Uh, again, just as they did with the, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, I'll just give you an example. Um, as a as a business, Vendasta sat back and said, well, how is our customer changing? So a couple of things we did to change. Number one, we saw this huge demand for online learning. We created an academy very quickly. We saw that there's obviously a, a big change in, in, in the need for uh, business to be able to transact online. And so um, e-commerce technologies needed to be integrated and people needed to make, uh, work remotely and and so online meeting software needed to be integrated into a CRM so that was just our take at the beginning of the pandemic what we had to do to shift for our customers similarly right now a lot of our channel partners are are experiencing a shift in their ideal customer and you can measure these practically by just looking at metrics mm-hmm. um, and and putting sort of those those customer attributes on a grid so if, to understand if their needs are changing, you take a look at your demand funnels. You take a look at your, your customer churn. How are those changing? Um, can you still serve them efficiently? You, sh- you can see changes in your, your cost to serve. Um, and uh, do, do your customers still have the same urgency for the products and services that you're selling? Well, you can look at your sales cycle. And is the sales cycle and the time to sell to a customer, is that changing? Um, you can take a look at their willingness to pay. Is that shifting um, yeah. as people tighten up their budgets? So you can look at your average deal size and the sales bookings that you're bringing in. Is that changing? To, that'll help you understand if their willingness to pay has changed. And then lastly, are they still willing to engage with you? Well, you just have to refer to your win-loss rates. Yeah. Um, and if you... So if you follow your metrics, you can understand if your ideal customer is changing. And um, so, you know, back to your original question, and you know, past the profitability, this year it's really going to be key to understand how are the shifts in your customer mm-hmm. um, affecting your business. Um, yeah. And that's one insight that I can yeah. yeah, I know that ma- that makes a lot of sense. And, 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 you know, as we pursue, you know, this path and try to understand how our customers are shifting in, in 2023, what, what do you think the, the biggest challenge we're going to have as we get into 2023 and maybe well, the biggest opportunity also? <laughs> so, yeah, well, you know, the, the, there's always opportunity in, uh, in, in difficult times because mm-hmm. the, uh, a lot of people don't see it. They focus on the problems, and all they see is problems. Where um, if you uh, if you focus on on opportunities, uh, um, you see a path to growth. I think you know one of the biggest uh, challenges uh, that people are going to have to wade through here uh, is managing risk. Um, mm-hmm. oh, hopefully, this recessionary period that we're we're heading into is um, shorter than what some people are predicting. And, uh, and, and we come out of it very quickly. Uh, but it's going to be really important for people to manage risk. And, you know, maybe just a couple of, uh, of tips on that. Um, a lot of businesses, especially technology businesses, are managing to the rule of 40 now. Um, where businesses were rewarded, you know, financially, uh, and especially in, in markets, for, uh, for growing quickly. And so they focused on growth. Um, today, they're focusing on their EBITDA and their, and their margin. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the 40 is just balancing, you know, the growth rate plus profit margin, you know, should be around 40. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a benchmark that a lot of companies are, are, are using now. Um, and so rule of 40 is one thing people are looking at. Um, your payback period on your, on your acquisition costs, um, those are, uh, you know, that's really important to watch as you head into this type of period. So number one, um, it, your, if you look at your sales and marketing costs, um, and you di- you divide that by your your average revenue per customer, your average deal size, and your uh, uh, multiplied by your gross margin, you get the number of months it takes to recover your sales and marketing costs. Mm-hmm. That's that's a risk metric, and mm-hmm. typically when you know when the economies are more challenging, you want to try to be recovering your costs quicker. 
And mm. so your payback period is really important to watch. And then I'd say lastly um, is uh, your your sales and marketing ratio. So how how much how much does it cost you to acquire one dollar of ARR? And is your sales mm. and marketing more efficient or less efficient? And um, so I'd say you know one of the one of the tips and things that we should be looking at is is focusing on efficiency. Um, and managing risk over the next little while, and those are three things that you can pay attention to mm-hmm. in managing these risks. Yeah. Well, g- great insights as we go into 2023, Jeff. And thanks for um, taking the time to to be with us today. And I think those are, you know, given our audience uh, quite a few things to think about. And, um, you know, because 2023 is just in a few days. So uh, thank you for being with us today. And for our listeners, we've been talking with Jeff Tomlin, and he's Vendesta's chief marketing officer and co-founder. And Vendesta has a robust platform whose core purpose is to drive local economies through technology for small and medium-sized businesses. And they do this through their partners, their local experts and channel partners across the world. Uh, Partners use Vendesta's technology to market, sell, build, fulfill, and deliver digital solutions to their SMB clients. And Jeff has been with the company since its first day in 2008. He's a co-founder, and he provides strategy and direction to the teams, driving awareness and demand for Vendesta's platform. And if you'd like to learn more about Vendesta, you can go to www.vendesta, and that's V-E-N-D-A-S-T-A, Dot com And Vendasta is also on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and also on YouTube. And if you'd like to reach out to Jeff, you can reach Jeff at J Tomlin on LinkedIn and on Twitter under J Tomlin. So, Jeff, once again, thank you. It's been quite insightful. And I wish you um, all the best in the new year. Happy holidays, Kimberly. Thanks so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to chat. Yeah. And uh, I hope we sit down here next year and we'll we'll kind of reflect on what happened in 2023. <laughs> so, uh, good. yeah, yeah. So for our guests, also, this uh, broadcast has been brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's largest and fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search association. They hold virtual trainings, conferences, do market research and legislative white papers focused on digital. Uh, they have have a learning series every Thursday at 1700 Central European time. And they also have an e-learning platform in cooperation with Boss Capital for startups. And this platform helps product managers and SMBs and startups become more successful. Their next conference is May 22nd to 24th in Berlin, Germany. And you can also visit Vendasta in Berlin, where they will be presenting some insights at the Berlin Conference. And if you'd like to learn more about Cinda, go to www.cinda.org. And with that, I wish all my listeners an absolutely happy new year. All the best luck in 2023. And please remember to tune in to us every Tuesday, 3 p.m. specific time. And you missed us. If you miss us, we're on every podcast platform. So just put leadership with Beyond Borders into your browser and you'll find us all over the web. And with that, again, Happy New Year and until next year. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.